You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday night. Time for American Winer. How is everybody? I am back. Uh, had a bit of a, a week off last week. Um, had some last-minute rescheduling to deal with. Um, uh, tonight, the show is uh, what we're going to do. My buddy Don uh, Don is going to be coming over. Uh, he is here. He is next door at the restaurant. We, um, After braving the god-awful traffic that uh, uh, we encountered today um, on 696, uh, we decided to get some Mexican food um, at the place next door because uh, we had an hour to kill. Um, and, uh, our food, it still hadn't come out. It was, it was 10 minutes till showtime and our food was still not out. So we asked him to box it up and Don's over there grabbing that. So he'll be over here in a minute. But what we're going to do is, um, uh, I'm texting him right now to figure out what the hell's going on. Cause he's still not over here, obviously. But what we're going to do is, uh, I'm going to interview him. Don is a, uh, conservative politically and we have, we've had a lot of, uh, uh, And now he's asking me for the code, and I can't remember what the hell it is. Uh, oh, here, here we go. Awesome. So, so uh, anyway, what we're going to do uh, is uh, interview Don about uh, uh, his conservative uh, viewpoints, and um, just kind of because the, the the idea was now that I, now that I got my head on straight here. Uh, what what mic are you, man? What is that eight? eight. Uh, so, all right. So we made it. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Good now, test. All right. all right. There we go. So, because uh, I've had a, a lot of people on here, you know, this is called American Winer. A lot of people want to whine about politics. When they whine about politics, they tend to want to whine about Donald Trump. So we've had quite oh, a bit of Trump shocking. bashing. That go- never happens. Well, <laughs> we've had a lot of Trump bashing going on, and, and uh, you're one of my best friends. So I thought I want to get the other side's uh, perspective here. And I, I'm. I was telling you uh, beforehand what I what I want to do. Uh, I'm, this isn't going to be a debate or anything. I'm just going to interview you, basically about. Oh, you uh, don't think it is? Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm definitely going to try because we agree on 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 actually more than you'd think. You like, should be careful though, because you'll ruin your reputation if you. Oh no! I, I admit that I always say I don't have a reputation to, to worry about to begin with. So uh, I've, I've I've said that numerous times on this show. But uh, my lack of reputation precedes me. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But yeah. Now that I it's I was I was a little frazzled there sitting down because I was like, okay, this is, did, did they did you get the food or are we good or what? Yeah, happened? I got the. Like, it's sitting here, so we're gonna smell it the whole time until oh, we man. can actually eat. All right. Did uh? Yeah. Well, thank God for that because that was. Yeah, it took a really, really long time. The past like three hours have been like kind of a, uh, um, it's like a, I don't know if this is going to happen type moment, which sucks because I've, I've been looking forward to the, doing this show for like yeah, a, over too. a month now since I planned yeah. it. But um, so anyway, um, so we'll just we'll we'll go right into it here, man. I'm going to let you, like I said, do most of the talking. So, right. uh, what, what is your definition of conservatism, and what does it mean to you? Uh, so, you know, I I I thought about this and. That's a tough. It's a tough question because you're trying to, um, you're trying to, when you ask someone, like maybe if I wasn't a conservative, it'd be super easy to define that. But mm-hmm. when you're actually uh, labeling yourself as something, um, but you don't agree with everyone else who labels themselves as that thing, it's it's really difficult. So, well, let me ask: Do you even <clears throat> consider yourself a conservative? Then like, I do. You do. I okay. do. Okay. I do. I actually. Um, uh, if if we're to talk about the Overton window, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, I would say that I'm extremely far right conservative. Okay, uh, which may not you probably just lost everyone <laughs> who's listening <laughs> who's listening to this. Um, but hopefully, hopefully they'll stick it through and they'll and they'll understand what I mean mm-hmm. by the end of this. Um, you know, but. So what I what I came to um, as I was sort of pondering defining this is, uh, you know, for me, the very first thing that pops into my head when you say 
conservative Mm -hmm. is fiscal conservative. And what that is, is a small government, low spending, low tax rates. Um, I would look at it as uh, higher wealth opportunities for everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that a lot of people would disagree with that. (laughs) But uh, so that's sort of. It's it's difficult for me to define what conservative is mm-hmm. other without without defining it in terms of the opposite of liberal. Okay. Right? So well, because everything I was coming up with was the opposite of liberal. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um and but that's not really true either. Mm-hmm. So uh, so the only thing I could define that as is for myself the one thing that's been unchanging my most of my life that made me um, define conservatism in my own head was fiscal conservatism. And that's the thing that I think for me has no, there's no, um, there's no leeway there in that definition. So when I criticize other conservatives, a lot of times it's because they're not fitting that particular thing. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, and my second question is how did you become a conservative? Uh, so I was raised by my grandparents and my grandfather was very conservative, leaning way more towards, uh, libertarianism. Mm -hmm. So, uh, this is, you know, we're talking about the eighties here in the formative years Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, my household was, was already a Rand or a Rand. Was already a Ron Paul household uh-huh, yeah. uh, in the eighties mm-hmm. when he was. Uh, you can't say not well known, but he was nowhere near as well known as he is now. Right. Well, he ran for the uh, Libertarian <clears throat> presidential nomination in eighty eight. Yes, that's when he yeah. like. And so, my grandfather was uh, a big fan of his way before that, because my grandfather was pretty diehard libertarian. Did he like Reagan? My grandfather, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I, he did not enjoy all of the policies, but um, you know, I think if you look at it objectively, it's really hard, especially when you compare the presidents that came after Reagan to not like Reagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I can't ask him now because my grandfather's dead. But um, uh, you know, he was a big anti-government guy, so I know that the. The Iran-Contra things and some of the other uh, stuff would have probably irritated the shit out of my grandfather. But, um, you know, for his day, Reagan was was a pretty great guy. Mm-hmm. But so, so you grew up in this house with your grandfather. It sounds yeah. like it had most of so the that influence was, on you. And, th- and But, you know, and it had the influence on me in the same way that a lot of people are influenced by the, influenced by the politics of their parents uh, in that I – Rejected every single thing that was said in my household mm-hmm. uh, in order to feel like that I had my own voice. And to his credit, uh, he made me describe why I felt that way instead of arguing with me mm-hmm. a lot of times. And I think that's something that a lot of parents don't do. They just think, well, you're an idiot teenager <laughs> and uh, one day you'll wake up and <laughs> – do you remember a specific instance of where he he made you describe why you you have a oh, left point of view? And do you remember yeah. what yeah, the welfare. answer? Welfare. Welfare. Okay. Yeah. He 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 made me. You know, he tried real hard to to send me to private school to keep me out of the public school system, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't work so well because of my behavior difficulties. Uh, so I wound up going to public school, and you know. As uh, you and I have discussed in the past, public school is a is just a the prerequisite to the brainwashing ground that is college, where you 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 spend your entire day in a room with a person who is overwhelmingly like something greater than ninety percent, um, not only liberal but a lot of them are off the fucking reservation liberal, right? And they don't teach you math or facts from history; they teach you their opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I would come home and I would say, you know, you're an uncaring piece of shit, you know, and, uh, 
So, you know, instead of reacting to that, the way that, the way that he reacted to a lot of things, cause it's not like he was, uh, without his temper problems also that run in my family, but he would try to have a discussion with me about why he felt that way. And, it, and if I had a way to justify what I was saying, then he would listen to it. Mm-hmm. The problem was <laughs> when you're 13, mm-hmm. you're just parroting what other people have told you. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, we would discuss things to a standstill where I didn't, I didn't, I just knew that, well, this is what feels right, you know, and, and well, 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 yeah, that's why isn't that good enough, right? <laughs> and, and, and when you're a kid, you you certainly feel that way. Yeah, like, why yeah. isn't that good enough? This feels like, you know, there shouldn't be anybody who's fucking hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, there shouldn't be anybody who should, you know, feel like uh, the world is ending because they don't have a job. Mm-hmm. You know, those feel, even as an adult, you have to be heartless to to say that it doesn't feel like that should be the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you, when you actually start tunneling down into it it's way 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 more complex than that right and that's no matter what side you come down on that's that's unquestionable right mm-hmm. so i think even though for like most uh young people i i had my time where i was diametrically opposed to the politics of my family um i i was given a good groundwork for trying to defend uh, my positions in that I couldn't for a very long time. <laughs> so, so when did the shift start to happen then? Cause I mean, like when did the rebellious um, phase, you know, so before high school ended, um, I moved out. I lived uh, with some family members for a while. Um, and then I lived on my own while I finished high school. Uh, and then after that, uh, I was, Sort of, I can't say that I didn't have, you know, uh, like, uh, emotional support and things. Uh, but you know, I was with the exception of my uncle who graciously allowed me to stay with him for quite some time. And I was an ungrateful bag of shit as most teenagers are. Um, excuse me. Uh, you know, I was pretty much on my own mm-hmm. and without even thinking about it, you know, I, the solution for me, uh, to get by was to work harder. Um, there were a great number of times in my life that I could have easily qualified for some kind of assistance and you didn't take it. it and it wasn't. It wasn't like some, um, you know, martyrism, like I'm, I'm better than that. I'm not going to do that. It was, you know, well, that's obviously for, that's for other people. Mm-hmm. That's to help other people that, you know, I don't need that help because, so I'm not going to take away from that, from the people who actually need it because I'm capable of doing this. Okay. Uh, and so that I think is one of the primary things that sends people on a path of, of that is a disagreement fundamentally about at least as we're talking, you know, the, the fiscal leanings of right and left mm-hmm. is a, is a fundamental disagreement about how much and what should be done in terms of welfare. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the more time that I spent, uh, buying ramen noodles for five cents and, uh, hoping that friends, families would invite me over for dinner so that I could have something that was green. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, the more time I spent doing that, the less sympathy I had for the people around me in the places I would work um, who were just egregiously taking advantage of those things. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't mad at them or anything. I just wasn't sympathetic anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I'm, I'm doing three jobs and, and, and going to school, um, in order to keep the fucking ends touching Mm -hmm. and someone, you know, is stealing something 
you know, we're not talking about their government assistance. We're talking about they're stealing something and they're justifying it to you Mm -hmm. that they steal these things, you know, and you start to see the mindset like, well, that person could be doing what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but you know, um, so yeah, I, that, that is what started the, the change. That was the groundwork. When when I was on my own, Uh you know, a lot of the things that were said to me started to make sense when Uh I was a kid. How, how, let me ask you this. How old were you? Cause when when I met you, you were in your late Mm twenties and you really didn't have, I feel like you weren't quite, definitely weren't at the the position you're at now in terms of where you were. I was very, I was, I, I mean, I never, um, I never had what what would even barely be considered breaking into the middle class mm-hmm. until I was almost out of or just out of my twenties, and and I had the exact same views then, uh, generally, mm-hmm. you know that I that I do now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so but it was when- never about you know I I'm well I'm wealthy so. I don't want anybody taking my shit away from me. Yeah, the you know? the uh, the old I got mine trope. Which is what so. a lot of people imply mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, well, th- th- my next question was going to be, why do you <clears throat> think you gravitated towards this part of the political spectrum? And I guess you kind of answered that already, which is you, you were in a position where um, you saw the people that had the chance to either uh, – you know, make something of themselves or just take advantage of the system. And they chose this, the latter and you said, I'm not yes. going to do that. And that's kind of made, that's, that's yeah, where And I can't say that that that's like what everything I am is based around, but mm-hmm. that is where my opinion started to change mm-hmm. um, on a lot of, a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know? And then also I think when you're, when you're struggling hard and you're not making a whole lot of money and you still get that fucking check, and like 30% of that motherfucker is gone. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big, big deal. When you're making $20,000 a year and you're missing a couple hundred dollars out of every paycheck, mm-hmm. that's a fucking big deal, man. Yeah. It, it, when you're making 200 grand, it, it sucks. That your, your percentage that's missing out of your paycheck sucks and feels like theft. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stop you from from accomplishing anything. Yeah. When you're making 20 grand and that shit's missing and you look around at what your country does and you look around at the way that politicians spend this money that is taken from you and everyone like you. It really starts to to make you wonder like what what would lead someone to think that they could ever trust a government to be taking care of people when they can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. I mean, historically, and this isn't singling out the United States. I love my country, mm-hmm. right? But our government doesn't work very well. Mm-hmm. And nobody else's government works very well either. And that is a symptom of governments, right? It's like trying to pick which form of cancer would you like to have. Uh, they are completely inefficient. And I think – <clears throat> uh, when you start to see that you, you really become interested in like limiting their power. Like, okay, you're going to take this away from me, but I want, I, I want to make sure that you don't do really stupid things mm-hmm. with this. Like, you know, during my formative years in my early twenties, post nine 11, when I'm watching uh, trillions get spent <laughs> uh, invading Iraq uh, because we're lied to about weapons of mass destruction and things. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm literally watching people that I knew, uh, that I went to school with, people that were my friends, come back with a missing leg or, you know, part of their body mangled mm-hmm. or, you know, their, their, PTSD mind, or, their yeah. mind damaged. And it wasn't because we, <laughs> we had found some overreaching evil it's was because we had to do something. So fuck it, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I couldn't understand how the people around me weren't coming to the same conclusions, right? The people around me were coming to the conclusions of, well, conservatives did this. So we're fucking all liberals now. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And I just couldn't, I couldn't understand like, no, these people are doing this are, are both. Mm-hmm. And, and they're saying that they're conservatives, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And so that like, just polarized me because I already had the framework from my childhood to be mistrustful of the decisions that governments make Mm -hmm. and because they can essentially function with limitless amounts of money when you factor in that they can always go into however much debt they want. Mm -hmm. Um, All of the things that I'd been told my whole life started to make sense. Okay. So. Um, My next question is what do you like about Donald Trump then? So now, cause now we've jumped to the, cause it sounds, you're not a Bush fan. I know that. From you personally, but uh, based on what you just uh, said, is, too. That is an understatement, <laughs> and we can get into that in a little while with a further question. But well, what, what, what I'm getting at so with what that. what do I like about Donald Trump? Yeah. Um, you know, Donald Trump is the god emperor of mankind, and he should rule until the final stars die out of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what do you like about him? Like, why? If he, why? I like that I'm willing to let him rule humanity until all of the stars are dead, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. To be honest. Yeah. I was okay. gonna say, I, I, what I like about Donald Trump uh, is that Donald Trump is not a lifetime politician. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think <laughs> – I, I knew think, you were going to do that too. That was, I think uh, that uh, listen, it's hard not to, man. I know. I don't I, blame I just, you. I, I would. I would probably be doing um, the same thing. So, I really, really like that. No matter who you are, right? You cannot deny that both sides wanted anything but for him to be president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just like the enormous fuck you to both sides yeah. that him being elected was. I like the fact that for the <laughs> first time in a long time, it felt like uh, people who were fed up with something actually made a choice mm-hmm. and they weren't forced to choose like one of the two parties who are almost kind of the same put forth two people who are going to do the same shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that he's unpredictable. I do like that. Um, and if I'm going to be quite honest, I, I, I like uh, how desperately and horribly he has triggered every single fucking leftist to kneeling in the street and screaming at the sky mm-hmm. because one day they'll look back at themselves and be like, God damn, <laughs> I was a fucking overreacting pile of shit when I was younger, and I'm glad that I came out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I like a lot of things about him. So that that sums it up, though. It's mostly you, yeah. you, you like the fact that he was uh, he wasn't part of the establishment. He wasn't. Uh, he pissed off all the people that that you're yeah. you politically well, disagree. You with. know, and more specifically, he's part of the establishment that went completely fucking rogue. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you remember when he's when he was in the Republican primaries and he's like, hey, I gave you money. Yeah. That, and I gave you money. And the look on those people's faces. Yeah. They're like, fuck, you're not supposed to talk about that. We're that, talking to the little people now, dude. You're I, not supposed to let the people know that shit. I said I've, I've always said this, you know, that those first like couple months when they put him dead center stage, you know, they could have Ron Pauled him if they wanted to. They, they the media, they 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 yeah. wanted the. Well, there's a reason but, that it. We but, know we know now that there was very good reasons why that happened. Well, yeah, but the, it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun watching him just rip the fuck out of that it, out of those uh, those what were the, yeah. there were like twelve of them. The Tw- fuck, I mean, yeah. the, the most the other candidates and, and, and Jesus Christ, you know, to for eight years for eight years they they had eight years to come up with like a golden boy candidate. Yeah, and they didn't they couldn't pick between fucking twelve motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just, uh, t- you know, and if you remember leading up to the election, you know, I was, you know, I can't say that I was super happy with a lot of things, you know, because, uh, Rand Paul is someone that speaks to a lot of my values. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really disappointed that Rand Paul was essentially Ron Pauled again, mm-hmm. you know, like the curse of the Paul family, mm-hmm. uh, they just 
completely dismissed all the time. Um, but yeah, after the election, I, it's, it's been fine. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, uh, there are some things I dislike. I wish he'd, I wish he'd, I wish he'd, uh, I wish there was like an hour delay on his Twitter <laughs> where he could, he could like think it over uh-huh. and take it back. And then, and, uh, well, cause that was my next question is what don't you like about him? If uh, yeah. You know, like the Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, I, I love some of it, but then there are other times where, um, and, and, you know, I could be off base here because the, f- absolutely nothing sticks to the guy. Mm-hmm. So it does, it's not like it really matters. Right. I love the fact that he uses his Twitter as much as he does and speaks directly to his base, mm-hmm. which is not something that's ever happened before. And I don't think it will ever go away. You will see that from every president now until there's something that over that overshadows social media. Right. You right. will never see another president not speak directly on a daily basis to his base. Okay. It's so effective for him that it, it, it's impossible that it won't happen, but I wish he was a little more restrained. Well, not even restrained because part of the, part of what he is, is bombastic, mm-hmm. but I just wish he was a little more tactical. Uh, I wish okay. that he had a, it feels like sometimes the decisions that actually happen are very planned out and very tactically done. Mm-hmm. But then the tweets like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just wish that he was more of a tactician with the tweets. But like I say, I can't even that is what can I say? Really, because yeah. it, 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 you it like never, that too, really some, yeah. some of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but sometimes I'm like, God damn it, dude, you fucking, if you did just shut up for 10 minutes, yeah. it would have been good. Um, well, what do you say to the people? Like, like you said earlier, nothing sticks to them. Like, you know, what do you say to the people that that bring up things like the whole the whole Russian investigation or uh, okay. or I'm excited about this <laughs> or uh, the the grabber by the pussy tape or, or things like that right, things that things, these... that things that if another politician had said them it definitely would have stuck to them right so that's true but I think the problem um, so let's handle these differently right mm-hmm. so like. Um, Start with Russia, probably. So then. no, I'd, I I want to do Russia last. Okay. Um, so there were there were three things, right? That he's you know a pig, he's sexist. Uh, so let's tackle that. Okay. Duh. <laughs> All right. Let's lay it on the line. The grabber by the pussy thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He was not talking about sexually assaulting someone. What did he say? They let you do anything you want. Mm-hmm. You want to grab him by the pussy, you grab him by the pussy. They let you. Well, you didn't say you wrestle him down to the ground, mm-hmm. punch him in the face, roofie him like Bill Cosby, and then keep grabbing that pussy. Right? That's mm-hmm. not what he said. Anybody who thinks that um, women are not attracted to rich, powerful men is living in a fucking fantasy world. All right? And – I would say that there is nothing he has ever said that would lead you to believe that he didn't have a conversation like that with a guy in a fucking trailer. Mm -hmm. Okay. The difference is all your other politicians try to come off like they're the person who wouldn't say that Mm -hmm. when most of them, I would say, do something far worse. I'd say that there's a lot of politicians on both sides that are probably actually guilty of real like legitimately physically assaulting someone to get what they want, Mm -hmm. whether it's sexually or physical intimidation to get a decision made. And I think that that didn't stick to him because it, it is exactly what he said. And Mm -hmm. you cannot like the fact that this is locker room talk or whatever. You cannot like that. And that's fine. I think it's lowbrow and it's beneath, uh, people also mm-hmm. not just him but just people mm-hmm. but any any guy that will tell you that he's never had a conversation with his friends like that mm-hmm. is lying mm-hmm. he's lying and and like any women listening if your man tells you that he never had a conversation like that he's a fucking liar so what else is he lying about <laughs> 
so, stepping out on you. Okay, so that's the first part of it. So, so m- let's on. let's let's move on to, and I actually came really prepared for this. Okay, for the awesome. accusations that he is a racist. Okay, okay. So this is probably one of the most complex things uh, that has come out of the fact that the world is completely and utterly obsessed with categorizing everything according to identity politics. And that is not just the left anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you, the teeth have been completely removed from the term. Of ident- identity or no, racist, racist. racist. Yeah. Um, we have spent so much time and so much effort. And I say this as a, as a culture, not, not like we, like we're all participating in it, just as overarching culture. Mm-hmm. We have spent so much time trying to figure out how everything is racist, that the term has lost any value. You know, there was a time when, well, that guy's a racist. And that meant that that guy probably wanted black people dead mm-hmm. or had done something harmful to someone who wasn't his own race, right? Solely because they weren't his race, right? Only yeah. because of that. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's not the case anymore. Now when you say, well, that guy's a racist Nazi, it could be because he didn't deny something hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Right? It could be because he doesn't hate himself enough for you. Okay? And it sucks to say that, and it sucks saying it publicly. Because people are going to be mad when I say that. But you can't tell people that they're racist when they know they're not and have the insult or have the moniker retain. Um, the impact that it needs to have. Yeah, you the can't. That it, it, have. it doesn't. It goes away. You dull it every time you say it. Mm-hmm. It's it's exactly It's exactly like – your great grandfather calling a black guy a dumb N word mm-hmm. to a, a fucking teacher that mm-hmm. happens to be a black guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that, that guy doesn't eventually through that guy's life. He's like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll consider the source on that one, buddy, because I know I'm smart mm-hmm. and uh, whatever. So, when you tell someone something that they internally know is not true, mm-hmm. right? Because what you're comparing, like the, you just gave an example <clears throat> of an actual racist. Like that is yeah, 100%. That's an actual but, racist. But a person who perhaps says something that uh, an, uh, another person finds insensitive or whatever, but obviously didn't mean anything by it. Well, that's the, it, that's the, and that's still gets the thing called a racist. Intent, intent yeah. means nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Intent means nothing. What you intended to do. For the most, but there are some exceptions, right? Right. It's complicated. It's complicated. uh, The intent doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm -hmm. You deserve to lose your job, your career, your family, all of your money, and everything good about your reputation if it's not even like someone catches you going on a racist rant, Mm -hmm. right? It's just they hear you say something that is insensitive or they don't agree with or you happen to be criticizing a person – who is not of your race, um, and you don't explicitly say over and over and over again during the criticism that you're not criticizing them because of their race, you're criticizing them because of this. Mm-hmm. And then you can only say that so many times before now you're guilty of saying it too much. Yeah, yeah. Right? So Donald Trump probably says insensitive things like any other old geezer. All right. Mm -hmm. I challenge you to find a 70 year old geezer of any race who doesn't say shit that would be considered wildly inappropriate to how sensitive young people are today. Mm -hmm. Right. And the media has just run with it. So here's a few things that I am excited. Um, So in 1986, uh, Trump received the Ellis Island medal along with Rosa Parks. Oh, really? I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 1991, Donald Trump said in an interview with Larry King that he hates what David Duke represents. And he expounded upon that ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, no one, um, no one called him on this because he was a fucking Democrat then. Mm-hmm. So it was okay. So he hates David Duke. Okay. Okay. 1997, Donald Trump was praised by the Anti-Defamation League who confirmed Trump's legal fight to end anti-Semitism at private clubs. Now, this isn't something that people talk about. He he was like a champion for allowing Jewish people. This is a person that people call a Nazi, by the way. He was a champion for allowing Jewish people to participate in country clubs and, and did all kinds of business practices with country clubs to ensure that they could be included. Mm-hmm. And, and they weren't before? before? No, really? no. Th- th- oh. Like there's a, there's a thing. <clears throat> I had a boss one time when I was younger who was Jewish. And uh, I said something to him because he was talking about his, his Jewish uh, country club that his dad belonged to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's kind of funny. Like, being young and naive, right? I was like, well, that's kind of funny. Like, why why are you allowed to have a Jewish country club? Like, wouldn't it be terrible if you had a country club that wouldn't allow Jews? Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, yeah, asshole, that was every fucking country <laughs> club in the entire country up until, like, almost into the 90s. Really? Yes. Huh. Uh, so that's another thing. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, in 2000, he called David Duke a bigot, a racist, and a huge problem. Huge problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, in 2008, you remember Jennifer Hudson? Yes. Yeah. Uh, in 2008, Idol. Donald Trump sheltered Jennifer Hudson at the Trump International Hotel and Ch- Tower in Chicago free of charge after her family was murdered. Hmm. <laughs> um, the, and these are just, these were just quick ones that I had off the top of my head. There's a lot more that are recent, but I feel like everything, uh, to fit 2015 ish and forward mm-hmm. will just get, um, brushed under the rug as being him doing damage control for his egregious racism. Okay. So, that, that, that's all really, really interesting to hear. Um, just cause we got to keep it moving. Um, what about the, uh, Russia now? I really want to hear your okay. thoughts on that. Um, so here's my thing with Russia. We know now that the most powerful surveillance apparatus that the the world has ever seen was completely twisted in order to monitor every single thing that happened with Donald Trump and the people around him. Mm-hmm. Every day we have more evidence of that. We also have one of the most expensive investigations that the United States has ever conducted going for over a year. We have every single media source dying to throw him under the bus and they have nothing. There is nothing Uh, on him, right? Because there have been indictments. So, Oh really? A Paul Manafort was indicted for laundering money with a Democrat 10 years before Donald Trump was a candidate. Okay. What about uh, Michael Flynn? Uh, Michael Flynn lied about meeting with Russians, probably because he was terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back and look at the just the logged um, behavior of previous high, like final presidential candidates, mm-hmm. all of them have interactions with other countries. So let's talk about why if it's if it's bad for him to be meeting with a person from Russia, why is it okay? And and that's all we have is that there was a meeting. Mm -hmm. Why is it okay for tens, possibly hundreds of millions of dollars from Saudi Arabia to be given to Hillary Clinton? Mm -hmm. So we, we're either going to be, um, across the board, none of it's okay or we're we're not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, the Donald Trump Jr. meeting that um, was set up where they instantly knew, like, this is garbage. Fuck this. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if someone comes to you with information, you would be an absolute moron not to do that. But we know now that that was a fucking sting operation set up mm-hmm. by people who were working for the Clinton campaign trying to set them up in a way that made it look like they were trying to pull information out of them. So let's look at it. Let's look at it this way. Let's say that there were, let's say there was a meeting every single fucking day mm-hmm. with someone from the Trump campaign and someone from Russia. 
what the what the majority of Americans believe when we say that Russia hacked our election, Russia tampered with the election. There were no fucking voting machines tampered with. That's not the accusation. Right. It was the all accusation is that um, the Russian government hacked the DNC, took their emails and uh, released them in order to prop up the Trump campaign. So I thought it was more like it, Russia went on social media and, and I'm not and even going di- to I'm not even going to dignify people. that with with uh, with with a with a with legitimizing it. Uh-huh. I, no, I'll respond to it, but I'm yeah. not going to dignify that with explaining anything against that. Because that's absolutely, completely fucking retarded. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the reason I brought that up is because you said what Americans think when they hear Russia tamper with the election. That's kind of the impression that I got yeah, from it. But it's, yes, they are saying this. Oh, the Russian trolls were on Facebook. Mm-hmm. The Russian trolls were on Facebook trying to interfere with the election. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Every single country since the history of the fucking internet has been doing that to each other, and for us to start pointing fingers at Russia for trying to control elections here is about the most hypocritical fucking thing imaginable. Okay, we 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 invest billions of dollars interfering with other sovereign governments. Okay? So if the Russian government bought ads and sent out armies of trolls to try to stop Hillary Clinton who legitimately wanted to start a war with Russia, mm-hmm. uh I would say good. Thank you. So I I don't even deny that that happened. I hope it happened, and I hope they fucking do it again if that crooked lizard ever tries to become president again. I hope they do it ten fucking fold because the woman wanted to start a fucking war with Russia because she's a goddamn – because she is a goddamned neoliberal warmongering person who is completely indistinguishable from the fucking Bush era neocons. I remember the night that uh, – an election night. Uh, you were one of the people that I texted. I remember I asked, I was like, please help me feel better about this. And one of the things you said was there's not going to be a war with Russia now. There's not. The very first thing she would have done was to institute a no-fly zone over Syria. We would have shot down a Russian plane and we would have boots on the ground in four different places in the world right now fighting Russians. Okay. And any war we ever have with Russia will inevitably lead to nukes. Right. There's no doubt about that at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that, okay, so, but, the Russian thing, <laughs> I listen. There's nothing there. You don't think there's a yeah. There's you're nothing saying, there. Yeah. There's nothing there. It is a boogeyman. Mm-hmm. The more that this is investigated, the more ties to the Democrats we find. Mm-hmm. Okay, the the more uh, legal trouble that I feel like the Clinton campaign and Obama are going to be in. The more rocks are overturned. I'm happy that this investigation is happening mm-hmm. because the only thing it's doing is screwing over. Slime balls. Mm. I don't care. Yep. I like, so Paul Manafort was a slime ball. Everybody knew Paul Manafort was a slime ball. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I didn't like the fact that he was involved with Donald Trump. So fuck him. I'm glad, I'm glad that he was found colluding with one of the Podesta brothers. Oh yeah. (laughs) With a foreign government. Yes. That's, that's what he was. It was a fucking Podesta brother. the, The Podesta group isn't called the Podesta group anymore because of that. So good. Well, okay. So this is really interesting. I have about, uh, Five or six more questions. Okay. Um, if we can, sorry, if we I'm sorry just, to be so long. No, 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 no. This is fine. I want to cycle but, through them. But yeah, I just want to. If uh, if you can keep your answers relatively yeah. short, then uh, sorry, I want to get through them. Such all. a long-winded bag of shit. No, you're good, man. This is uh, this is very interesting. Um, so, what irritates you most about the left wing? And I'm sure you'll love answering this. So. Um, <laughs> um, I think if I have to pick one thing, the thing that irritates me the most about the left is beyond anything else. The fact that they have successfully equated words with violence and so that ideas that you're opposed to give them free reign to react physically to people who they disagree with politically. Okay. Okay. Um, What do you – what, if anything, do you like about the left wing? Um, Nothing. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> but I need to caveat that with and say that I do I do respect that there are a lot of people who are politically opposed to me mm-hmm. that that if we're only talking about end results mm-hmm. want the same thing I do. Okay. They want m- the majority of people to be happy, healthy, safe and live a good life where they're free to pursue the things that make them feel 
that their life was worth living and not a useless waste. Okay. Okay. I understand that the, there are people on the left that are like that. I just feel that the way that they want to get there is so completely opposed to that, that mm-hmm. it, that it's like almost just the cognitive dissonance amazes me. Okay. Uh, what don't you like about conservatism nowadays? And I guess you kind of already got into this, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that fiscal conservatives have completely lost the battle for owning uh, conservative thought and conservative direction. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's nothing left of it anymore. You know, we're, we're just in a battle now for what side can propose the largest infrastructure plan and hurl our great, 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 great grandchildren even farther into debt that they'll never be able to pay off. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's, um, you know— I, that sums it up right second there. Second only yeah. to the revisionist history of modern conservatives pretending like George Bush was a good president. Okay. Okay. I can, I, I'm, in, I'm down with that. Uh, yeah. but, uh, what, who's your favorite historical political figure and why? Uh, Publius. I don't know who that is. Uh, Publius was the pen name of Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, and John Jay, who uh, wrote the Federalist Papers. Really? Interesting. Yeah. And uh, I think the Federalist Papers are the most complex and well-thought-out narrative on what the function of a government should be that has ever been written in the history of humanity. And anyone who criticizes our system of government and the way that it was set up and tries to marginalize the thinking of the Founding Fathers that hasn't sat down and read the Federalist Papers Mm -hmm. uh, is completely ignorant and should probably stop talking until they go do that. Okay. And it, it really illustrates the difference in the world then as to now, but those were published in a news in just in regular newspapers. And when you read them, they're heady, you know, they're heady philosophical justifications mm-hmm. for having a Republic. And they, they publish these in a newspaper for the average person to read. Uh, so Publius then is what they're, yes. they're collecting. That was pen the name was. collective pen name. All right. Of the well, three I'll have to I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, I would, particularly, I would I would suggest uh, to any people who are uh, uh, a little confused about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, read uh, um, Federalist Paper Number Eighty Four, where they make the argument that the Bill of Rights is not necessary because they were afraid that that would make it seem like rights were granted. By the government, uh, yeah. and not uh, <laughs> just inherent. Yeah. Uh, your rights are inherent, mm-hmm. people. You do not. Your rights are not on a list, and if they're not there, you don't have them. That's not the way this works. Okay. Okay. Uh, are there any aspects of socialism or liberalism, uh, if any, that could be beneficial to our system? Uh, I think that if you're going to inherently tie the two together, then no. Okay. Uh, but if you don't, if you don't, I think. Um, Classical liberalism certainly has some things of value, but that doesn't bear a lot of uh, resemblance to liberalism today. Uh, I think uh, liberalism, at, at the very at the very least, has uh, a good direction in terms of considering charity. Right that mm-hmm. that you know a motivation for everyone should be to pull the people up around you. Mm-hmm. Right, that shouldn't be uh, obligated by the government. And like or I mandated. said, but but that's the thing is that's not charity. Then right. that's forced charity at the end of a gun. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't give them, and what small amount that's taken from you is used for charity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but if we're talking about socialism, no, I think uh, socialism is a is a dead end. Is a well. I think it's worse than a dead end. I mean, we have proof that it's a dead end and that every every fundamentally socialist government that's ever existed died in fire. And then we try to twist places like the Nordic countries into thinking into into where we try to say that they're exceedingly socialist and you look at their their business practices, they're they are a free market system that is hybridized that is propped up by a lot of uh natural wealth. Mm-hmm. Right? Um but no, it's it's a cancer that that it can't do anything but grow because once it exists, politicians use it as a bargaining chip with voters. Mm-hmm. And if if you're going to continue to have a representative democracy, uh, you cannot continually bribe people with other people's things uh, because people would be insane not to want that. Okay. Uh- 
So last question. Do you have a favorite conservative intellectual philosopher that's alive today? Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say historically that would take me back to Publius. But Mm -hmm. um, currently, uh, even though he would probably be horrified and probably is daily horrified to be uh, classified as a conservative, I would say Jordan Peterson. Okay. Um, I think there's a lot of value that he is expressing for the left and the right and – he does not want things to devolve into violence, which a great many people, I think it is obvious to that that is exactly where we're going. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's got a quote you and I have discussed before. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to probably get accused of, of this being a uh, dog whistle, but uh, if we want to ensure that our society is divided into armed camps of enmity, all we have to do is continue doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he prefaces that by saying, you know what you call people, you can't talk to enemies. Right, right. So we've stopped talking. And I think he's he's a very important figure um, in terms of trying to reactivate discussion. Mm-hmm. And he does it in such a way that is non-threatening and is not, but is also firm. Mm-hmm. And I think it, when he... When people are confronted with him who are opposed to his views, they don't know what to do a lot of times because he never stops being respectful and he's brilliant. Okay. Uh, great interview, man. We, we are going to have to do this again um, because uh, I yeah, – I'm sorry you know, to go no, no, so this, long-winded the, on some of those. I, I got all my questions in, so we, we are good, <laughs> man. Um, the But um, – Thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, I'd like to do I love this it, again. Man. I love being here. And uh, so we will do that. Um, but um, I, we, we got to wrap up here because uh, the rant is, uh, is, is about to uh, get right. to come in and get their show going. Um, so I'm going to be here twice on Monday. I'm here from 4 to 5, and I'm also here at the usual time from 7 to 8. I'm going to be interviewing Jeff Martin uh, from 4 to 5, who is in the band This Day and Age, one of my favorite bands. Uh, really, really, really looking forward to pick his – forward to picking his brain and then uh my guest uh at the usual show time is a good friend of mine uh, named kevin jones i'm going to talk to him about his military career and he also uh is an actor so that's kind of an interesting nice. uh uh combination there but um very much looking forward to monday excuse me and uh and i will talk to everybody then don again thank you so much for yeah, coming man. on and real quick before we go i'd like yeah. to say that you and i are proof Mm-hmm. Uh, that people with really opposing political views can still find common ground and be respectful of each other. Right. Uh, and and still, you know, I mean, you're one of my best friends and I love you and I don't care that you're a liberal and <laughs> want, want me dead because I'm a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I love you too. <laughs> All right, everybody have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday.